0: Do you ever feel like you spend so much time managing your stuff? I have too much stuff. I know I need to get rid of some of this stuff, but... Wow! like you want to spend time with your kids you want to do things that matter but then the laundry piles up the kitchen is a disaster and you got to get stuff ready for school the next day here's the deal this conversation i had with don madsen who is an expert on simple living and minimalism with over seven hundred thousand followers on youtube and over a hundred thousand on instagram she's gonna give us practical help she actually shows us that when we loosen the grip on our stuff we actually strengthen our faith, that it's when we live with less, we actually find that life is full. Trust me when I say it is practical, it is encouraging, and it helps us demolish these lies that we have to be good stewards of our stuff. So we have to cling, we have to hold on, we have to manage. She actually shows us how to relinquish that and find that free, abundant life that we are given in Christ that we can have today in our homes too. Check it out. Here's the deal, on any given day, we think 50,000 to 80,000 thoughts, but get this, of those, let's say 50,000, 98% of them are the same ones from yesterday, which means we just keep thinking the same stuff over and over and over again, which is great if it's all true, all encouraging, lovely, praiseworthy, but with the father of the lies on the loose, out to steal your hope, kill your peace, and destroy your faith, my guess is they're not. I know you because I know me. Hi, I'm Heidi Lee Anderson, Christian author, cancer survivor, and social media content creator. And in every episode of the Trade a Lie for a Truth podcast, we're camping out on one thought and picking up the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, to follow the voice of truth above all else. His name is Jesus. Because in his words, then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. You ready? Let's seize the free abundant life in Christ one thought at a time starting with this episode. Okay, you guys, I am so excited to dive in with Dawn. Dawn, who I know as the minimal mom, but what's your like full name, Dawn?
1: <laughs> Dawn Manson. Yeah, it's
0: funny when you're on social media. When I used to be this motherhead, people even used to just call me this motherhead. It's like, I do have a name. I do have a name. No, but I know Dawn Manson. I love her sister, Diana, too. But before we get into all of that, I love to kick off every episode with two truths and a lie. You're going to share three things about yourself. I'm going to do my best. I'm going to do my best to guess which one is the lie. I'm not the best at this, but... Give me what you got.
1: All right. When I was 15 and the Mall of America opened, Diana and I were there and we met a gal that we thought was our triplet. Um, I ran a marathon in San Diego when I was 21 and we have 22 chickens. Cool.
0: Okay. That's tough because I do know you have chickens. I do know that you and your sister basically look like twins, so I wouldn't doubt you'd find me a triplet. Okay. I'm I, because I'm Minnesota, I'm gonna guess about the Mall of America. Is that a lie?
1: That is a lie but we've always thought it would be fun to yes. go to the Mall of America and act like yeah. we've never been united as twins and like do a whole thing of like running across the rotunda and pretending like we just found our long lost sister. For sure. So.
0: Because if you've never been to Mall of America, I mean, that would be like picturesque Hallmark. Yeah, movies I think it could be a off. movie.
1: So you could we might it. Pitch well,
0: it. <laughs> maybe on YouTube, you guys could start there and just yeah. do it as a video. Okay. Well, speaking of YouTube, I have loved following your YouTube videos and Instagram reels, a really decluttering and simplifying our lives. In fact, the first time I came across one of your videos, I was at a girl's night out and it was just a bunch of moms sitting around someone's dinner table. And lo and behold, we get around to talking about what all adult women talk about on a Friday night, which is chores, right? And we're (laughs) like, how do we stay on top of our house? And someone Mm -hmm. pulled up your Instagram and said, okay, here's this minimalist who actually talks about like decluttering in a practical way. Her house Mm -hmm. isn't totally bare, but it looks lived it. You know, it's organized. Everything Mm -hmm. has a purpose, but it's not this like far-fetched concept. And I actually started all following (laughs) you that night. But then soon after, I actually dove into your 12-week devotional, You and Your Sister wrote. It's called Decluttering by Faith, which is such a cool take because I don't think anyone really has done that. And the subtitle is so powerful where it says to strengthen your faith and loosen your grip on stuff. And I love how you said that when you started on the path towards simple living yourself, that you didn't expect it to be a spiritual journey, right? You were looking, for housekeeping tactics or just a way to feel like a better mom and wife. Yeah. But I read when you decluttered 80% of your home, you started to link what the Bible says mm-hmm. about our physical possessions and you found that peace and contentment under the piles. And I want to talk yeah. about that today yeah. because I think that's what so many of us want, yeah. right? We want that peace. We want that contentment, that joy. We want to feel free. Oh, so absolutely. As- yeah, especially with the new year as we're putting together yes. and following through with our new year's resolutions and we're given this break brand new slate. Let's tackle what it actually means to be good stewards of our Mm -hmm. stuff with yeah. obviously some tangible practical help that you always bring. To dive in, first of all, I love what you say all throughout your book. You like point out these contrasting polar opposite things. Like when you live with less, you actually live life to the full. And that's where I want to start because it all comes down to that, right? We want to seize yeah. that free abundant life that Jesus came to give, but that's not exactly found in the abundance yeah. of things. Can yeah. you tell us more about that? Like, what do you mean by that? How, mm-hmm. how can that actually be possible?
1: Yeah, that's such a good question because I think especially as Christian women and Christian moms, it can be very confusing because sometimes we think that what being a good steward of our household looks like is stocking up on things when they're on sale. It is keeping all the clothes from all of our kids to pass on from one to the next. And what's been fascinating to me is that as we've decluttered our house, gotten rid of over 85% of the, the stuff now, I'm like, oh my goodness, there is so much peace here and so much freedom. And the campus this pastor when we did college ministry, he would always say, there's so much freedom in obedience. Mm-hmm. And I never thought about being obedient with my possessions. I think you think about yeah. obedience in lots of other ways, but I never thought about it that way. And one of my favorite verses now uh, in regards to minimalism and finding contentment is First Timothy 6, 6 through 8. And it says, but godliness with contentment is great gain for we mm-hmm. brought nothing into this world and we can take nothing from it. But if we have food and clothing we should be content with that so it's painting this picture of like okay well if we have food and clothing lord that's all i should need to Mm -hmm. be content and if i would have read this 10 years ago i would have thought okay i'm gonna sacrificially lay down my possessions on the altar of you know whatever of what me you know shopping too much and all this and so i'm gonna sacrificially give up this stuff and and not have it and i'm like oh no lord this is an invitation to freedom you are saying good news guys we only need food and clothing really and yeah. there is so much peace and so much contentment and not having to waste all of my precious time and energy managing all of these physical things in my house that our culture and marketing is telling us that we need. So I look at a verse like that now so differently. And I'm like, good <laughs> news. Like, good, is good news is here. You don't need yes. all the crap, you know?
0: <laughs> well, 100%. I was actually reading, it's this Bible fiction book. Don't you actually, I feel like I got it from you that reading fiction is so good for us yes. mentally, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So you yep. got me on that kick and I was just reading reading from the promised land well right before in the wilderness when manna is dropping from the ground and that was literally the lesson that God was trying to teach his kids right like I will provide for you today and you don't have to be worried about tomorrow and what if I don't have enough and what if I need Mm -hmm. this that I will literally take care of you so I love that you call it out because that really is a a change of focus for sure Mm -hmm. and I mean we keep things because we treasure them right but the Bible tells us in Matthew 6 to not store up treasures on earth but to store treasures in heaven. And that is entirely
1: difficult, right? I
0: want to talk about that. What does that look like for you or what are treasures in heaven versus Mm -hmm. maybe the treasures we store on earth?
1: Yeah. You know, I think we hoard stuff out of fear. Most of us, you know, people stock up on food and toilet paper, but many of us, I keep uh, extra clothes in my closet because, well, I don't know if I'll find something like that on sale again, or I'll be able to afford it. So it's really fascinating when we actually look at the stuff in our house, how much we are keeping out of fear. Hmm. And most of it is not, I don't think there's wrong with having a few treasures here on earth, right? Yeah. Um, super special, sentimental things or things that have been passed down, things that help us remember our heritage and where yeah. we've come from, or the super special years when our kids were babies. I think that's awesome for us to have a few things, right? But yeah. most of us, we don't sort out treasures from just this worry and fear of, but I might not be able to get it again. And so I love what you said about mana because I think about that all the time, uh, especially when our kids are little. And I think about even the, you know, it's not even physical things. It's the cute things they say and the pictures. And we're like, I have to take yes. a picture of this. And, I and I'm like, what if those things are mana for today? What if we're not mm-hmm. meant to archive every minute of our yeah. child's childhood trying yeah. to track all this stuff? Because that's inventory that we have to keep track of too. What if we yes. could be more present in today and be like, Lord, thank you that I have the things I need yeah. for today. And I do not have to worry for a second about tomorrow.
0: That's good. When I find myself constantly managing things throughout my house, I have missing out on moments like with my kids you know those interactions that we have the relationships that we cherish sometimes our things are actually what's pulling us away yeah. from that right mm-hmm. and Absolutely. those are such treasures that we get to carry into heaven and you even say that our God doesn't skimp on his gifts like we mm-hmm. don't think okay just because I'm letting go and trusting God like he's gonna give me the bare minimum no our yeah. God has always been a God of abundance I mean even when he multiplied the little boy's lunch and it was just five loaves of bread and a couple of fish like he didn't just make enough for the whole crowd right but he had multiple baskets of leftovers and i love yeah. that about our god and that you remind us that he's a good gift giver
1: and i think we don't leave a much opportunity these days to be surprised yeah. or to see him come through in creative ways and i remember decluttering our house just preceded us also working on getting out of debt and so we like went into a hyper do not buy anything mode when we were trying to get out of debt which was so cool because all of a sudden there was room for these surprises again. And I remember like we had a shower curtain. I did not like the shower curtain. I'm like, I would just like, I just like to spend $20 and go to target and get a cute shower curtain. I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. How would I justify that to Tom right now? You know, we're going all in. <laughs> and I went to a friend's house and she was getting ready for a garage sale. And she had a box of stuff and there was the cutest shower curtain sitting there. And it like would totally match my bathroom and everything. Oh my and I'm goodness. like, should I ask her? Should I not? Should I, you know, and I'm like, yes. could I buy that, that shower curtain from your garage sale? She's like, She's like. oh my goodness you can have it whatever right and it was just it was so fun because we could just like be like oh it was just coincidence or whatever but obviously it was so fun that something that was a small desire of my heart that it was it just felt like the lord was like here you go it's fine you can have a shower i think there is something to keeping our home and loving our home and stewarding our home and it saddens me that how much all this clutter and extra possessions has sucked all of the joy out of that process. Now yeah. that my house is simplified, like I really enjoy keeping my home again. And I'm not like a perfect Proverbs 31 <laughs> woman. I'm like, I, I stand a chance now at staying on top of it and also having the time to spend with my kids. And that
0: is the next thing I want to talk about, maintaining and managing, because it feels like that's what it comes down to when we have so much clutter, when we have so many things. I had never thought of it before until I read your guys' devotional, but how you guys pulled out of First Kings 19, where you said amidst the mental noise of all the clutter in chaos around our world, that gentle whisper of God, like it talks about in that passage, it makes it almost impossible to hear. And as women where we want to hear from God, but when we are so surrounded by so much stuff and we are mm-hmm. spending our time just organizing and picking up and rearranging, we're actually devoting more time to the things of this world, right? Than we mm-hmm. are practically yeah. sitting down and even communing with God. And, yeah. and you wrote in your book how it said that a decluttered home. Takes forty percent less time to clean and maintain, and this is because almost half the time we spend cleaning is actually spent picking up and moving stuff yeah. around. So, can you help us beginners over here, where we want to simplify? <laughs> we really want to hear God's yeah. voice louder. So, yeah. if you are just starting out on this journey to declutter and simplify, which area would you tackle first, and what would be mm-hmm. your biggest tip in getting started?
1: Yeah, I would go after the kitchen. So, okay. I I think we've heard it said the kitchen's the heart of the home. It really is like we use our kitchens so much. And it didn't really strike me until my husband Tom had said one day he's like, when the kitchen is clean, I feel like life is under control. And you know, I grew up in a messy house. I'm a messy person. I've often felt (laughs) like, oh, I'm just kind of immune to the clutter. It doesn't really bother me. It's how I grew up. It's fine. But when he said that when I I stopped and I thought about it, and I'm like, that is so true. Like when the kitchen's clean, it just feels like I can handle whatever the day throws at me. It doesn't matter if someone stops by unannounced Hmm. the rest So the house is easier to keep clean. And so I would start in the kitchen. What I think is really helpful is to look at setting up our kitchen to serve us in our current season of life. Not the things we registered for for our wedding, not the things our mom gave us that we think we should have in a kitchen, but Mm. actually the stuff we use day in and day out for the type of cooking that we're doing in this season of life. And you know, our kids are nine through 14. We homeschool They're are home all the time. (laughs) Like we use our (laughs) kitchen nonstop. So I had to move out all the stuff that for types of baking Mm. We weren't doing appliances. We weren't using. There's no fancy culinary things going on in our kitchen. So I was willing to move all of that stuff out. And our kitchen, it's small, but it is mighty. Now, it is so easy to clean. It's easy to pick up. It's easy for everyone to use it and then put stuff back away. And I actually found that I like cooking more. I always thought I hated cooking. And I actually enjoy cooking more when the kitchen is simplified and it's tidy. Well,
0: it's funny that you say that. I literally woke up this morning and thought about this random mixing bowl (laughs) in the depths of one of my cupboards. And I'm like, I haven't used that once, but it's beautiful. And I think, oh, maybe someday down the road, like when I have this certain party, then maybe Mm -hmm. I'll pull it out. I mean, it is what is making us cram our pans where they don't fit because that honking bowl is stuck in the back. (laughs) Anyways, this Mm -hmm. might give me the push I need to just get it out of the house.
1: Well, and we don't question it, right? We just think, you know, the kitchen I grew up in, all the cupboards were full. Like it's just what it, it is, what it is. And yeah. And so we don't ever question it. But what I found in our kitchen, if the cupboards are like half full, Maybe two thirds, yeah. then it's very easy to get what you need. Like you said, you're not shoving or having to rearrange yes. every time you put something away. And it's much easier to involve your kids. I think as Christian women, mm-hmm. we do want to involve our kids in household tasks and cooking. They get so much joy out of it. They get confidence out of it. But honestly, when our house was uh was so cluttered and so trash and the kitchen was full all the time, I didn't involve the kids much at all because it was just like adding stress to stress. Like yes. I was just like, Oh, yes. so you can make a bigger mess in the kitchen? Like, no, thank you. Like, I will yes. make dinner, I will yep. kind of clean it up and like someday. Maybe down the road, then I'll teach you these skills. Yes. Because that is where I'm at right now. As you say yes. that, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. children,
0: you get to go out and play with dad in the living room, and yeah. I will somehow mm-hmm. bring this kitchen back to order. Okay. Yeah. So you're really speaking to me personally. The other thing I think we as Christians, we feel the responsibility to be good stewards, right? Mm-hmm. Of the things that we have been given. So it is yeah. so tough sometimes to donate or get rid of things that we paid good money for, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. what do you have? to say about that can you help us maybe release that guilt and shame that some of us we can't just unclench our hands off the things because we feel like we should still have them but maybe they're no longer serving us
1: yeah no that's the that's huge especially in the kitchen too because we go to the pampered chef party and the demonstrator (laughs) is so good at using all of the tools and they are like if you get this chopper this thing It is going to revolutionize dinner time at your house. And so then we get it home and we're like, okay, and then we use it once or not at all because we find out it's hard to clean. I don't actually know how to use it. I don't know how she made it look so easy. And I think it's twofold. I think it's we spent money on it. And most of us don't just have extra money to throw around right now. And we also kind of feel like a failure a little bit because you are like, well but I was going to make fresh quiche every morning with this chopper. And and so it's kind of like, and so now I suck as a mom and as a baker or whatever, and I wasted money on this. And so a tool that can be really helpful in in the kitchen is to use a time will tell bin. So grab an empty Hmm. Amazon box or a Rubbermaid tote and just go around your kitchen and look for things that you have not used in the last year. They're just taking up space like that serving bowl that you have or the, the pampered chef thing or something you bought late at night when you were on Instagram and an influencer made it look really great. Like you, can pass it up. Take all of those things, um, put them in a time will tell bin. Also, if you have duplicate spatulas and mugs and cups and fancy glasses for drinks you never make, throw those in there too. Move it out of your kitchen, just store it in the basement attic garage for a little bit, three to six months, and then just see if you actually end up missing any of that. Chances are you're going to long forget about the serving bowl, um, the other things that you put in there. And then, but you're also going to get to kind of test drive having a simplified kitchen and you're like, oh, this does, this is easier. This does feel better. I do involve, the kids a little bit more. And so then when you go revisit that box or bin after a few months, you're going to be like, OK, I can let this stuff go. I've created a little distance. I don't yes. miss it. Um, I've time tested it. And now I feel comfortable donating it.
0: OK, I'm pulling out a bin tonight. And that yes. is what I'm going to do. It start Share with.
1: it on Instagram, man. That would yes. be fun to see. OK, well,
0: I will. <laughs> Here we go. All right. Well, clearly you are an expert on this subject. I mean, you have hundreds of thousands of followers, not only on YouTube, but also Instagram. And so can you help us maybe Feel like you're human a little bit. Like, is there <laughs> still an area that is really hard for you, or maybe what was the most difficult yeah. room to tackle or thing to give up in the beginning?
1: Yeah, I think clothes still hang me up a little bit. Okay. You know, we grew up a very modest upbringing, and I think clothes was one of the things where I would see people at school, and I'm like, oh, I would love to have brand name clothes or yes. clothes like that. And so then, I mean, even when we were first married and everything, we didn't have extra resources, so I was very creative at. Thrift stores and garage sales to find things and try to, you know, put together trendy outfits. And it was good. I I love having to be creative and not just go to a store and buy things. Yeah. And it also made me have kind of this attachment to clothing where I'm like, but I don't want to declutter it because like I finally found that name brand piece and hmm. um, it doesn't fit right now because I had four kids in yes. four years or whatever, you know, yes. but like, uh, <laughs> but I, but I could fit back into it. And and so there's a lot, there can be a lot of emotion um, yeah. in our, our clothes too and fantasy self and hoping and dreaming that someday we'll fit back into things but again this is this is where a time will tell bin there's actually three things I think a time will tell bin works well for it's kitchen clothing our own clothing and then kids toys too because your kids don't need hardly any of the toys that you have for them But that's a topic for another day but I still still find myself um, with clothes you know maybe I made a mistake purchase and I bought something that doesn't actually look that great or fit that well Um, I'll still often like compromise when I'm shopping for clothes if it's on clearance or on sale I'm like well I can make it work or Surely I'll lose a few pounds, you know, and then yes. this will actually fit. And so I have to be really careful when I'm shopping and, and when I'm decluttering to be like, it's okay. We all make mistakes still yes. sometimes, and it's okay to let it go because keeping it does not put the money back in our pocket. Right? And, and we beat ourselves up when, right when we see it in our For closet. For sure.
0: Well, on clothes, I have an entire drawer full of my college t shirts and sweatshirts. And it's like, <laughs> Ty's like, you can't get rid of that. I loved wearing my dad's clothes growing up, you know, from college. Yeah. Anyways, what my sister did, which I thought was so cool is she took all of her t shirts and everything and she sent it to some fabric shop and they yeah. made it into like a beautiful blanket. Yeah. And I thought I that, that is such a good idea. So there's totally. also ways to be creative, right? We don't, yeah. If you still want to hang on, but you don't think you're ever going to fit into a size extra small ever again, yeah. then maybe <laughs> let's think of something else. So, anyway, speaking of Ty, before this interview with you, I asked him, what is one thing or like tip you would want to hear from Don? And he said, well, um, how do you get your spouse on board? Yeah, <laughs> and it was with this smugspurt because he tends to be the saver, right? And I okay. love to purge. I mean, except my closet, but I would love to hear like, how are you in time? Yeah. What are those dynamics? Is like one of you more naturally a purger? Or are you both excited about it? And maybe what would you recommend for someone married to someone uninterested yeah. in simplifying?
1: Yeah, that is like the number two question I get asked all the time. Number one is paper okay. cutter. Um, but number two, oh, yeah. is how do I get my spouse on board because you know as women we most of us we carry the stress of the house of managing the house picking up like dads are great husbands help but like it's it's yeah. different than it used to be but still like we sometimes talk about the silent to-do list that everything in our house is sending us a message of something we have to do like pick me up keep me organized yeah. don't forget about me use me whatever yes. and so as women, I mean, it's scientifically proven that we feel more stress from clutter and the things in our house. And so I think often we can start to have our values change around this stuff and like, wow, I think I really would feel better in a highly simplified house. And Mm -hmm. so we want, we want this. And our husbands are like, I don't follow. Like, yeah. why would getting rid of our stuff, like this stuff is supposed to make our lives easier. That's how it's marketed to us. Right. So I'm sorry, how does getting rid of all of our possessions make your life easier? And so they don't understand. I didn't tell Tom in the beginning right away. He we're okay. different in that I'm messy and I was usually the one that would keep everything because I'm okay. creative and I think of a use for it. He likes things really organized and neat and tidy, but yeah. he didn't he didn't understand like getting rid of stuff is how we get there. So that's kind of where we didn't see eye to eye. But I didn't tell him in the beginning. In fact, like in our garage, in our townhouse, when when I was first doing this, he had built all this extra shelving and I just like knew, I'm like, if I clear out all those bins on there that had all the kids' clothing and toys and all that seasonal stuff, if I just clear those out and move that off, he is going to fill that up with stuff. And so I would (laughs) empty the totes and I would put them back on the shelves empty and it was not until he went to move he started pulling them down and he's like what these are empty what are you doing and i'm like well i just had this idea that it would get filled back up So he had no idea what I was doing. Um, It wasn't until about like a year and a half in that I finally told him. And he had noticed the house was being keeping cleaner and and all of that. I do wish though, in hindsight, that I would have brought him along for the ride. And so I think to answer your question, one of the best things we can do is to explain to our spouse why you think this is going to relieve stress. Often they have fear that you're going to rebuy the stuff. Like, oh yeah, you're going to donate it and then you're going to go rebuy it all. And so you can even call that out and say, you know, in the past I might have, you might worry that like like, oh, well, you're just going to buy more. Or you're going to buy different stuff. You just want new stuff. That's why you're decluttering everything. But just to tell them like, no, I I really do feel strongly about this. I really do think it's going to improve our lives and to yeah. bring them along for it. And then just give them some time. Keep working on yeah. the areas that you have control over, like your clothes and, and you're yeah. in the kitchen or, or, or the kids' toys, whatever areas. Let them experience yeah. a, little, a little bit. And then nine times out of 10, they start to, to come around to it too.
0: I love especially that you called out that they'll be like, we will just rebuy that because that is yeah. literally what came out of time. Tyler's mouth when Uh, we started this journey like a year or so ago. So that is funny. Okay, to wrap up this conversation, though, I really think it comes down to this, right? That as Christians, we are called to be content, whatever the circumstances, but we live in a world that it feels like they are set on being discontent, right? They're Mm -hmm. always marketing to what we need. That sentiment of being content, I mean, it goes against the current of our culture. And I love how you point out, though, that Paul wrote about the secret to contentment when, when he was inside of a roman prison so to help us wrap up this conversation this idea can you maybe shed more light into that or what it looks like to learn and practice contentment you found in your own life
1: Yeah. So I've been learning about some interesting new research that talks about gratitudes because we've often been told like, if you want to be grateful and be happy with the things you have, like express gratitude, like, oh, I'm so thankful. It's not the clothing I want to have, but I'm so thankful I have clothing, you know, or all these things. And uh, what's interesting though, is now though, the research actually shows that what actually makes us appreciate our things and feel content with the, the things we have is to actually to go with out so to okay. fast from these things. Now, this research was done from a secular perspective. So they weren't talking yeah. about fasting, but I'm like, oh my goodness, this is fasting, right? Yes. That when something is removed from us, then all of a sudden when we have it back again, like huh. I am so I'm so grateful for it. And we've we've just gotten into camping again in the last few years now that our kids are a little bit older. And people will be like, Why would you take your time off to go rough it and to go without? Yes. And I'm like, you, you don't understand. Like, I come back so grateful for everything yeah. that we have, and also wanting. To get rid of more because I realize how little we actually need, hmm. and so I would encourage you that if you are just kind of like, "Oh, my car's not good enough, my stuff's not yeah. good enough," I know I should yeah. be content with I have, uh, you know, all yeah. these things. Yes, okay, hide your car keys and walk everywhere for a week in yeah. Minnesota in the cold and in the yeah. winter, right? You know, but, I, I, but I'm but i not joking. Like pack yeah. away the bulk of your clothes and only wear two outfits for a week. Yeah. This helps me with our kids too, because I really struggle a lot of times with not wanting to deprive our kids. I often worry about being judged. You know, people think like, oh, you've gone too far. Your kids are, no. Like when you go into a store and your kids want something, no, they need to fast from all of this stuff too, that everything yeah. they want that they get, like we all need to do this to not yeah. get Starbucks every time we go out, you know, yeah. like, well, I went grocery shopping, therefore, I deserve Starbucks, right? Yes. You know, and so that we, it's when we fast from these things, when we remove them from our life for a while, then we really are grateful for the things we have, even if they're not as bougie as the things that some of the other women around us have. And it's like true gratitude.
0: You know, you're Mm -hmm. not forcing yourself, like, I know I need to be grateful. It's like you realize, wow, this is actually. This is actually a gift, even when yeah. I was annoyed by it before. All right. Wow. Well, thank you so much, Sean, for helping us really wrap our minds around this concept. But I always think it's funny when you dive into something, any area of life, it's really fun to see how the Bible is so relevant, right? God mm-hmm. speaks into every yeah. area of our life. And really, yeah. we have the eyes to see we're going to see his truth all over it. And so I love that you've opened our eyes to that, talking about decluttering and simplifying our homes. That really is a trickle effect into our souls. If we want that free, abundant life, if we really want to live with contentment, then it's found in the Lord, right? And not in the things that we have. So thank you so much for joining us. If we want to find you, Dom, we want to be BFFs. We want to know more (laughs) how to simplify our homes. Can you maybe point us where you're at and what you offer? We'd love to hear about all the things.
1: Yes. So I spent most of my time on YouTube we have over 700 videos to help you simplify and declutter to do it wisely um, I also have a free workshop for homeschooling moms so if you want any uh-huh. advice I but oh I only have a little bit of advice <laughs> in yes, homeschooling. I'm still amazing. figuring that one out uh, but I have a free workshop for that that we can link to as well otherwise I'm on Instagram and Facebook too
0: okay so to end every episode Ty gives me like five random questions and they're just meant to be rapid fire <laughs> just say whatever first comes to mind there is no wrong answer and i never really know what he's gonna put together let's start with the first one here (laughs) favorite 90s christian artist or song You got one.
1: Oh, it has to be Toby Mac. Actually, we just bought tickets yes. to go see Toby Mac when he's in Minnesota in yes. February. And like, it's weird when your kids listen to the music yes. you listened to, so that should be a blast to take them to that. Oh,
0: 100%. <laughs> I still remember last summer when our VBS did Every Move I Make, and the kids started <laughs> singing it like it was a new song. And I'm like, cute. That is... Awesome.
1: Thank you for bringing that back. Like all these, like the girls now with like their Nike crew socks and, you know, and I'm like, yeah, we did that first with the Birkenstocks. We did it first. hundred percent. (laughs) A hundred percent. I love
0: it. Okay. Second question. Do you think Jesus was Mary's favorite child? Do you (laughs) think she had favorites or did she abide by... God's command to have no favorites. Oh,
1: don't we all kind of have a favorite with the youngest? I was like, I am not gonna be that yes. person that spoils the youngest. And they and I'm like, mm. no. What mm. he can have whatever he wants. Like, yes, yes <laughs> so I'm for sure that Jesus was married to okay. He never talked back. I mean, he totally. obviously he was the favorite.
0: Yeah, okay. I, I think I agree with you, Don. I think that's wise. <laughs> Okay, three, what translation of the Bible do you typically read out of?
1: I you know, I think growing up when we grew up, I, I'm an NIV girl, but I do yeah. enjoy uh reading some translations out of the passion now. I know oh, it's yeah. you know, we're supposed to use that carefully and everything sure. and not just but um yeah. yeah, the passion, wow, it really brings things to life in a different way.
0: Yeah, no for sure. I was just talking to so I think it was Michaela Van Dyke and she said, We are given so many translations in the English language. Some languages, they just have one, right? So she's wow, like, Read yeah. them all. Like read them all, compare, and that's great. Four, which Christian song do you think needs to be removed from Christian radio's current playlist?
1: (laughs) <laughs> oh, that's so funny! Call, oh, Wow, I'm trying to think. I don't know. You know, we worked in Christian radio uh, early on, and that's right. Out of college, it was so fun. So growing up, Diana and I didn't really listen to Christian yeah. music. We listened to country music. We were yeah. up on a farm in Minnesota. That was tied to um, it. yeah. So we didn't really get into Christian music till we were in our early twenties. But th- so then it was like we had to make up for lost time, and we were just like totally. pulling out the Amy Grant and all like all the you know Natalie. Oh my goodness. So I don't know. I have so much respect for everyone that does it but I know it's a tough actually thing. do you know what I we don't listen to like the radio we just listen to Spotify now which makes me yeah. kind of feel like a jerk sometimes but no. we're just like skip I don't like that song. Yes. Like, you know, no, you when I really, playlist you like I know with the kids sometimes like I don't like the song I skip I'm like nope we're listening to it now because you can't just have everything on demand that you true. like in life you know I'm no like you suffer through it <laughs> I
0: know my kids still have a hard time with the radio they're like can you play yeah. that again it's like it is literally yes. the radio I cannot <laughs> okay last question since we live in Minnesota, both of us. So the Minnesota winter, I'm playing to this. If you had to serve in one of these two areas on Sunday at church, would you do the parking team where you have to be outside no matter what on Sundays for at least 30 minutes? Or would you lead the worship songs? Oh, yeah, no, no, no.
1: I would be outside. I would actually rather be outside than in children's ministry. I would rather be outside than being in worship. (laughs) Um, I would probably just pick being outside over most serving things. I'm very much an introvert, so you don't have to talk to anybody. I hate like making small talk and all that. So Mm. I would just be outside. I'll just like directing you. Don't talk to me. Just keep going. I'm gonna, you know, I'll suffer through the cold.
0: See, I'm very impressed because I will do anything but that. I am so indoorsy. I'm like, dude, not make me stand outside. (laughs) Oh my word. Okay. Well thank you again, Don. It was so fun having this conversation. Y'all, if you aren't friends with her yet on Instagram (laughs) or YouTube, today is the day. (laughs) See you later. Thank you, Heidi. (music)